No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Wash your hands and stay away from me, my friend. Saying that we might have already had it Well, I don't want to get it again Wrap your face in a germ-free Lysol rag But I heard disinfectant might work through an injection Your theory's like colostomy bags Quarantine's a little better with some pork and beans miss my friends and I'm getting kind of lonely. That's why you got the pork and beans. Oh, there's tension when kids gotta be homeschooled. My parents who used to get suspensions for driving their cars into the pool. Don't be mad your mom and dad used to rule. They used to run that school. These days, handshakes look like a Cinemax flake. Hi, my name's Yada Yada, it's a nice to meet you. The old kill me with the kindness trick. Oh, we can find peace and find a little rest. Doctors, nurses, and hospital workers are the best. Compared to those people, I'm probably the worst. I'm the last person you would ever want responding first. Hey, y'all. The global. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) I'll tell you guys about a little something here. The global health crisis we're facing right now has threatened the livelihood and mental health of countless musicians. Backline is the music industry's mental health and wellness resource hub. That's right. And their work is more vital than ever right now. Yeah, it is. So it was launched in 2019. Backline aims to give artists, crew, and their families quick and easy access to mental health and wellness resources. Backline is currently hosting virtual support groups as well as yoga, meditation, and breathwork sessions. That's cool because that's stuff you can do now, Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, and focus on and stay calm. And So Osiris and No Simple Road are proud to partner with Backline right now 
So to donate, learn more, or get in touch for personalized care, what you do is you go visit backline.care, B-A-C-K-L-I-N-E dot C-A-R-E. Check it out. Donate. Participate. Now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside. That's why they ship directly to you, so you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. I even shave my nether regions. Do you? Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. To claim your special offer, go to harrys.com forward slash NSR. Harry's is a return to the essential quality durable blades at a fair price just two dollars a blade they cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their german blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices harry's is super convenient blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription and you can feel good about your purchase 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. 1% of the proceeds are set aside for non-profit organizations that are devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash NSR. And guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com forward slash NSR to start shaving better today. It's only three bucks, man. Go ahead. Do it. Shop tour bus. Shop tour bus. Shop tour bus. Shop, shop Tour Bus. Head over to com online or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. Pick yourself up one of those Grateful Dead inspired t-shirts like Hoodies. Standing on the Moon or any of the other stuff. Baby onesies. Some of that stuff. You can get that stuff stickers. over there. You can get stickers. You can get fun stuff. You're even going to get a box. It's hand bootleg. designed. One of a kind. It's going to have a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside and... A bootleg. A bootleg. A bootleg. It's gonna come to your, It's gonna come all the way to your house free of charge. No shipping because you're gonna put in the promo code No Simple Road when you check out. You're gonna get so much in that little box. There's gonna be candy and all kinds of fun stuff in there. Gigas, knickknacks, do do hickeys, whatchamacallit. And whatnot. Personalized message for you or sweet lyric from the inside. So And this box you will continue to use. Forever and ever. Like a perpetually infinite space that you can throw things into like It'll Hermione's be, bag uh, from yeah. Harry Potter. Magic box. Yep. Immediately recycled. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and get more than you bargained for. More than you bargained for. More than you bargained for. Why not? No Simple Road is also brought to you by Define Premium Cannabis. Cannabis. Whoop-de-whoop. Cannabis. Head over to Define in Forest Grove or Hillsboro and ask for Apple out in Hillsboro Monday through Friday. He's going to sell you the finest premium cannabis products known to mankind. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. You I will, will come out. I, I will float out of the doors no, on a steed no, no, through the no. misty no. avalanche. Right, this is where if I knew how to play the ba- bass, I'd be playing there. like the shaft. <laughs> like Apple that. will you know that come out of the back room wearing an entire suit of armor from the 15th century dressed like a Templar knight 
and knight you and you too will become a knight of cannabis and you will be happy <laughs> wow okay yeah so come on out to hillsborough or forest grove if you're in the area we will take care of whatever you need your topicals edibles dabbables vapables flowerables <laughs> all those things and we will get you educated if you a lot of people come in and are timid and we will get you educated send you out with a smile so you can take care of your mind your body and your soul and all joking aside man if you're part of the no simple road family and you live in the portland area and you haven't visited define yet and gone out to seattle you really should man this is i know we're joking around with being silly with the commercials but Define is a partner of No Simple Road, and the reason that they're a partner in No Simple Road is because we believe in the mission that they're Absolutely. doing, and they're giving people good medicine, and right now, medicine is needed more than ever for our minds and our bodies, you guys. So, go yeah. out to Define in Hillsborough or Forest Grove, and take care of yourself. And mention that you listen to No Simple Road. You will get a 10% off of your purchase. You will get a free t-shirt and you will leave feeling better in you, these times. You'll leave stoned, clothed. No, you won't. Happy. No, you won't leave stoned. Oh, you won't leave stoned. I, I take that back. You'll leave to get stoned. Yep. And you'll be happy. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere music masters collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like otill burbridge steve Earle, richard thompson former members of the band the milk carton kids nikki glassby the fab foe and sean colvin and so many more at an event like the milk carton kids sad song summer camp happening this july you can expect immersive classes Evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. John Barber, singer and lead guitarist for the Disco Biscuits. 
speaking to you about the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast on the Osiris Podcast Network. On our podcast, we listen to Disco Biscuits music. We listen to a lot of other kinds of music. We listen to a lot of improv music. And I discuss what it takes, the clutch decisions that make epic jams. Use the hashtag Touchdowns All Day on all social media networks. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so, so very much. Touchdowns All Day is not responsible for any cankles, head wounds, K-holes, cross-species insemination, loss of hearing, vision, or appetite. Do not delay seeking medical or professional attention because of something you heard on this podcast. Touchdowns All Day is not a substitute for a normal, entertaining podcast. Please use hashtag Touchdowns All Day responsibly. In the event of a medical emergency, call 911. countdown is my favorite nobody pays attention everybody immediately starts zoning out and we don't start zoning out Mm -hmm. attention did you you do the count yet what (laughs) hey now no simple road family welcome back (laughs) how you guys doing this week we are back with something special so this week's guest is rjb from the helping friendly podcast from the drop from osiris media from our life and i can't believe it took this long for us to figure out to have rj on the show yeah yeah we kind of talked about it before but just this is what needed to happen because when we talked like there was a stuff in the in the works you know what i mean so now there was something going on with osiris and and with each each other yeah like and yeah it was i thought it was great and i think it kind of got brushed over because we've had many conversations over the last several years with RJ. You yeah. communicated with him a whole yeah. lot. We've had a lot of talks yeah. with the whole family and it was like, wait. So if, if we could do this show. If if you if you're under a rock, no, I'm just kidding. If if uh then you, you're Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> totally. Um <laughs> if you don't know who RJ is, he is one of the hosts of the Helping Friendly podcast. And RJ and Jonathan from Broke Down Podcast are the reason that we are a part of Osiris Media. Uh, RJ and Jonathan believed in No Simple Roads super early on. Yeah. And brought us in and helped us get better and have been like family to the show and to us personally. And it was super cool to have RJ on, man. It, it It's one of those instances. I mean, we always connect with the people that we're interviewing because it's just how we do what the we show do. and what we do. <clears throat> but meeting RJ or seeing RJ on Zoom and then talking to him, it it feels like we've been hanging out for years and years. Like it's oh, yeah. meeting a part of the family. Even Yeah, even though he hasn't made it back out and that was supposed to happen, which is postponed him physically coming out here and stuff. But it, it seems like we have physically <laughs> met him and given him a hug and stuff already. I enjoyed having him on and looking in his eyes and talking real time and the kids and just the whole situation. It was like having, it was like hanging out at the house with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody had a drink. We had like, get your coffee. He had a beer. I had water. It was cute. It was super fun and long overdue. Yeah. If you're into it, 
this episode is up on our YouTube page. So if you want to watch the video of the conversation, you are more than welcome to go to the No Simple Road YouTube page and subscribe and all that fun stuff and uh, check out the video. Since quarantine happened, we are slowly but surely like the rest of the population of the planet becoming Zoomians <laughs> and Zooming more. Zoom, zoom, zoom. So as these Zooms happen, we can now use that as video content for the YouTube page. So if you haven't already gone over there and subscribed, you should do that now, right now. I mean, right this second, doesn't matter what you're doing unless you're driving, you should go over and, and do that. <laughs> um, anyway, there's other stuff going on though. You know, I'm just saying there's lots of things going lots on. lots of things happening right now. There's there's restrictions being loosened up all over the place. There's controversy happening. There's armed people storming capitals and other states. There's there's uh, a possible FDA approved treatment treatment. There's, there's just craziness happening all hell over of the speculation. Place. Yeah, a Dude. lot of speculation. But one of the things that's not happening is live music and that's a bummer, you guys. This week we got the the word finally. I mean, I guess I knew that it was coming. But you don't believe but it. It's I one of those things. I'm not going to believe it until it happens, having that little bit of hope mm-hmm. you're yeah. holding on to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wrong I, with that. I do the same thing. I don't even think about like, oh, it's going to be canceled. I'm like, um, it's, we're going or it's going to happen until it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Fish announced that they canceled their tour for the summer. Yeah. Found out and jam, jam cruise yeah. until twenty twenty two, man. Like there's, Send there's in the love hits your keep way, on Annabelle. coming. Yeah. That and whole the whole Cloud Nine crew. Yes. Yeah, we love know. you guys, man. And I'm I get it. I totally get it. I'm with you hundred percent. And it's just a bitter pill. It is a seriously bitter pill to swallow. Knowing that the thought of going an entire year of not having any concert to go to is daunting oh yeah <clears throat> yeah it's very, that's very hard to handle I mean, that is a bitter pill i mean that's why so many people are eating sweets <laughs> like seriously yeah man. No, i mean i mean it like joking but also i mean everybody we've been doing a lot more sweets people are baking at home Hell more sweets. because i mean sweets are comforting no matter what it's, it, it's a dopamine release yeah. you eat that yeah. sugar man that dopamine gets that released chocolate for a minute yeah. you feel good and then an hour later you're like god why, why have i been eating so much I, i'm gonna look what should i do but it's kind of like being at a show like at set break it's like what should i do about this stomach ache eat some more fudge yeah. <laughs> eat some more mushrooms mm. delicious <laughs> at the end of the show you're like oh, oh god. Holy, it was good though did i eat all that anyway yeah it's a bitter pill man and uh like I said, I get it. And when all this started, like I was like, oh yeah, by, by summer, there'll be concerts again. And then all the summer shit started getting canceled. And I was like, nah, by fall, no problem. And then some fall shit started getting canceled. And then I was like, wow, the reality of not seeing a show in 2021 after March is a reality. Like that could happen. And, and it sucks. And you were, you were, I quit even saying anything to you. Like, like a month ago, I'd come home and be like, well, they said, and you'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not listening to it. It's like, I better just not say anything until we find out what's really going on. Yeah. When, when the word came out that fish canceled the tour, it, it didn't, it, it wasn't surprising. Like I wasn't like, Oh, oh well, I never, but, <laughs> but like, it was like, Oh man. Another one bites the dust. And at this point, though, 
I, I think that the way it'll play out in, at least in my head, the way I see it happening is like smaller local shows first and then slowly building back up to what we're used to. Smaller local shows. And what makes sense to me too is like, I mean, I'd love to be able to go like to the good foot or revolution hall, but that's contained. That's indoor. It makes sense to me. Like, McMenamin's Edgefield, like the Grove and the venue, like an outdoor venue. It, it'd be Hornings. easier. It'd be easier to social distance if you're like like a park concert, you know, and you'd be outdoors. I, I just I want to see something. It'd be rad if every time you had a disappointment, you would think about Queens. And then it won't be so bad, you know, like, hey, we're going to get you. No, not going to get me. I don't want anybody getting No, just that first initial beat. But then that goes into We Are the Champions. Oh, that's true. See, that's why. So we need to, I brought this up weeks ago, jokingly at the time, half joking, a lot of tongue in cheek today, but, um, I was like, you know what, you guys, we need to be manifesting the reality that we want and like picturing being at a show together. And so we need to continue to do that because just giving in to the reality that's being set before us is not where I want to be. And I. Yeah, we got to keep pushing back and putting it out there, keeping it out there. the, the, The mental vibe of it needs to be continued and going out there, I get that this stuff is canceled. You can't make it happen once it's canceled. I understand that. But our vibratory thought patterns can go out into the universe and the collective consciousness, and we can affect change that way. We made it snow here one year for one day. We did. <laughs> and so I believe that. And so, of course, we have the ability to change the way things are going right now. So I'm just throwing it out there. Just keep the thought in your mind as, as you go back and you watch the streams and you see the shows that we were all at together last year, this early this year, picture it in the future, man. And we can make it happen and it will happen. I'm it, it's not gone. That's for sure. Oh and no. That, that's like the one thing I'm holding on to at this point. Like, well, it's like, not like it's not ever going to happen again. I've had that discussion with myself in my head over the past couple of weeks. Like, you need to stop it, mister. It's not gone for good. Sit down. Yeah, it's coming back. Like we keep talking about, we just talked about it this morning again. It, it's going to come back so strong. There's gonna so be like, much oh, being oh. made right now. Don't and, call it a comeback. Oh, I've been here <laughs> for years. <laughs> and that's why we love you, Mel. I <clears throat> so yeah. There's a lot of energy being built up right now. Everybody's batteries overfloweth with creativity. All the writing, the musicianship, everything that everybody's doing. It's just gonna. It's gonna be hard to contain. Yeah. Well, we it's not- hard to contain a dead show or something right now. Imagine when it comes back, all because we're all pranksters and stuff. Oh Imagine, shit! Like security trying to wrangle the cats at the first no, show. No, because all the cats are. You be guys out of their need minds. to be this or no? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing a mask. <laughs> Mel started a thing because her battery was overflowing this morning. Um, because I had good sleep. I juiced. I had a croissant with almond paste in it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I did too. But um, <laughs> she did a quarantine boogie this morning and we posted it up on our Instagram. And <laughs> well, see, I, first of all, I was just doing my thing. And then Aaron's behind me. like He was looking something up for real. And then next thing you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you're posted. So I was like in the yeah, privacy of creeping. my own home. Yeah. 
I, I was filming. It's better if you don't know what's happening. Down. You were not performing. No. That was straight. I that was, was soul. I was feeling. Yeah, he does that. Uh, Aaron, Aaron pigeons catches was, Melanie like that mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. You all have seen. Yeah, you gotta you gotta catch the. But soul you know, like moment. somebody, you can feel like somebody like looking at you, but you. I'm still busting my groove though. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. Not opening my <laughs> eyes. Not letting you. Not letting you yeah. harsh my gig. <laughs> so I posted it up, and then. Slowly but surely, other members of the No Simple Road families start sending in their quarantine boogie. So go ahead and film yourself doing a quarantine boogie and post it up on your story on Instagram and hashtag No Simple Road when you do it. And we'll have fun watching each other dance and watching our batteries overflow, man. Because you know what? Like Apple said, if your battery's full, you got to do something with the with the charge in there. With yeah, the juice. Let it out. Send it the out Google. into the world. Yeah, get it out there and picture us as you're grooving in your kitchen or in your basement or in your front porch or wherever the hell you're at. Picture yourself dancing at a show in the late summer. Let's let's start there. Late summer and mid July, end of July. We'll, yeah, we'll go or do we'll like go, Mel. We'll throw on that. pigeons or whatever your favorite funk yeah. group. Do that. Whatever your favorite funk is, throw that in the background. Let's hear that. Yeah. Funkify it and make sure you hashtag no simple road. And that, you know what? That leads us to the business. We're gonna we're gonna cut it short. We're gonna get you to the to the episode here. And did just we a even say who we, how we were having on? Yeah, we talked. Yeah. We, oh. oh yeah, till we were blue we in the face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'd, All right. Listen. Have smoke another bowl, Mel. It's my day off. You're hey, yes. you're allowed. That's why I said smoke another bowl, Mel. Anyway, follow us on Instagram at no simple road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com and you too can get yourself a No Simple Road t-shirt. They are up there on the gear tab. And hoodies. And hoodies. I love my hoodies. And stickers. So soft. It, it's not really hoodie weather anymore, but you well, can it still is here. It. It, it's true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of places aren't, but it is here. And we've been getting some really wonderful stuff, man. We, we just got a letter through the website. If you go there and you want to get in touch with us, there's a contact form there and you can send us a letter like this this is from wesley h and it just the subject is thank you guys well you're welcome wes thank you for being so positive in this madness i have enjoyed your bedtime stories (laughs) (laughs) i'm an old teacher who was given the joyful job to read recorded bedtime stories for our school's second graders my white beard is a familiar face for kids locked down during the pandemic you've helped me to use more quips when reading Though I'd love to add, oh shit, or what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm barely hanging on to a job here in Texas. (laughs) Speaking of Texas, Apple, could you do a piece on CBD? What to look for? What is good for old goats with COPD? Peace to you, Wesley. Wesley, thank you. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I I will do that. I will do, well, by the time you hear this, I may have done it tonight, or it'll happen this week. I'll, yeah, I'll talk about CBD. Right on. I'm starting to get more questions, and I like that, because I'm not sure what to talk about. And I wonder You're not your sure question. what to talk about when it comes Are to weed? Co- well, like, what people would be interested in. Some people don't want to know about dabs. You know, they don't dab or something, but, yeah, just keep hitting I, me with questions. I will talk about CBD. I want to know the difference between sativa and indica, and I also want to know what a trichome is. Tell tell everybody I know what that is. Okay, but there's there's yeah, questions. Like the, one well, like CBD. You ask about CBD now. There's companies uh, isolating CBG, which is even more medical. But anyway, I'll go into this on the show. CBG, CBN, CBD. There's a lot to know. Whoa. All right. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Um, and also, guys, 
patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how we keep this show going. And I've said this a bunch as all these tours gets canceled and all the festivals gets ca- get canceled. We are getting canceled right along with all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. We are getting canceled left and right. And that is how we keep afloat. So we need your assistance. You guys listen, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You can, Give as little as a buck. How about what Tara Lee became a Chan donator? Tara Lee is a badass. And yes. an auspicious number as well. She signed so up for one dollar. Thank you, badass sister, for rocking it. Yep. Thank you, Tara Lee. That's we speak your name. Yes. Boom. Ding ding. <laughs> wow, I don't even know. That was like magic. Yeah, Tara Lee, you... we speak your name. Ding. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Anyway, hold on. I want to read a letter that I got. Okay. Um. This is a cute, just short paragraph. Hey there, spiritual mama. I was thinking about you guys and how I feel like I miss you all without even meeting any of you. It's been a little rough time recently for a lot of people. Thankfully, people like you are helping feed our hearts through all of this thing called life. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's that it's so fucking cool that people you've never met can change your life and be part of you. L- much love to all you cuties. Aww. Who sent that? Well, I won't say because she'll thing? know. She, um, okay. They'll, you know, they'll know who said right. this. Who said, okay. But you know who you are. That's from Boo. Well, because I don't know if people like that no, or not. That's why and so I always just caution on the side that they don't. And huh. if they want me to, then I'll that's shout from it Cindy. out. Cindy. It's 624 yeah. Oak Street. No, that's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I never <laughs> use the last name. I just say. That last was when H. I was having my really bad Beauty? day last week. And I got Aww. that. Like, in the, Came in yeah. an apropos mm-hmm. moment. So one last thing. Before we get to the episode, I just want to say something to you guys. I know it's been tough. I know that everybody's going through it right now. We're going through it right along with you guys. Yeah. One of the things that's helped me get through this, and I want to remind all of you guys too, is about the community. Without this community, this whole thing would have been so much more difficult. And I'm talking about the entire musical community that we're a part of, not just the dead community, not the fish fans, all of us together. It's a really beautiful thing to see the way that all of us have reached out to each other, are communicating more, are getting closer, are sharing funny shit with each other to keep each other's spirits up. And it means a lot, man. It, it really goes to show when this very, very first started, I did um, a couple of minutes out on the porch talking about how uh, community was the thing that was going to get us through all this. And I was at the time I was like, I'm really curious to see how how we navigate the next few weeks. Well, those next few weeks have come and gone. And I'm super proud to be a part of this and to have a voice in this community with you guys and to know that like. You guys out there need us and as much as we need you. Oh, somebody said that we were stable in yeah. the community and that was really sweet and I felt that. Yeah. So I just want to remind you guys that, that we really are all in this together. It's been like a trite kind of saying at this point, but if you think about it, it really is true. And we need you guys, not Patreon, not DMs, not just you guys, your energy, your love. And that's where we're coming from is a place of love and community and respect and togetherness and having fun and being joyful. 
And uh, we just want you guys to know that we're here for you and we appreciate you and we see you, man, and we feel you. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we get to the interview. That was very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet and heartfelt. I know you almost made me tear up a little. I just sit here listening. <clears throat> anyway. It's awesome. We love all all you listeners. And yeah, it's keep true. listening. It keeps us, especially right now, this is, we're having so much fun. We've been talking about it. We're having so much fun doing this. We always have and always do, but this is. Because this is this an is emotional like our, part that yeah. we get to continue. And we're all quarantined and it, it allows us to our touch gather. Yeah. This is our gathering This is our gathering, right yes. And not that it wasn't real before. But Meeting like, of the hearts, I feel like. Shit got real. Everything got really real. Yeah. And, uh. The things that weren't kind of just disappeared. And the things that were real came into really sharp focus. And this show and you guys out there are one of the things that came into really sharp focus for me. So I appreciate you, man. I love you guys. And we're going to get you to the interview with RJ. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you RJB. Hey, I think RJ's here. Admit. <laughs> I admitted him. You have been admitted. You were one minute RJ late. has been admitted. Can you hear me, RJ? Hey. You can hear me? I can hear you. I can see all you guys. Holy There's shit, RJ. it worked. Here, Yay. let me move the computer. Hang on a second. <laughs> Uh-oh. Stand by for technical difficulties. Hey, guys. What's going on, RJ? Oh, man. Just, you know, everyone's about to eat dinner. The kids are about to eat dinner, and I'm not in charge right now. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, um, that, that answers that quite. I was going to say, well, you want us to let you go eat? And it, it yeah, no, sound, no, no. It sounds like you're enjoying yeah. the break. All awesome. Hold on one sec. Let me try to figure this out. Oh, I can. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah. Sweet. Hey. Dude, uh, you're <laughs> sitting on our dining room table. I, I need a do it. I tried to connect my Zoom as an audio interface to this microphone to the computer. Can you guys hear me? Does it sound like I'm using a microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It sounds, sounds great. Good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the, my USB ports are kind of shitty, so like if it starts to crackle or something, just tell me and I'll unplug it. Okay. Um, are you guys opting for not the porch today? Yeah. We, oh, well, you yeah. know what? There's really no good reason other than a technical difficulty, <laughs> like, like, well, like uh, figuring it out so that we can all see you with our mics. Yeah. Um, it's I see. just how it, how the setup and it's been set up like this, I think for, since we've been the doing quarantine this for a while. Yeah. Okay. And for me right now too, there's a, there's, pa- there's pollen all over everything. And if uh, I'm out there very long, I start sneezing. serious allergies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it so looks I guess good. It looks for, nice and comfortable in there. It is. Yeah, and cool. well, I'm going to turn it so you can see the porch because we're facing the porch. Watch. Okay. No, that I won't, just want to see the porch one anything. time. That won't. That no, won't you can, that won't do shit. The cameras are, don't mess doing? with the camera. We'll show you <laughs> towards the end. See, that's why Never I'm not mind. in charge of this kind of stuff. <laughs> it, it took Aaron. I will just, I will entrust you guys that there's yeah. a porch. Well, we'll, we'll, fl- we'll show you the porch towards the end here because we have to move the camera. That Okay. It's like. Are you guys drinking coffee? I am. I have water. I'm right drinking here. Ice, iced tea as I always do. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to open a beer if that's cool. Yeah, please. It's like it's nighttime over here. I, it's so it's, weird. A, it's after work too, but I I'm need hydration. Yeah. 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 Co- coffee is 90 whatever percent water. It, it's like, the same thing. Drinking coffee makes me feel like my mouth looks like Yoda. 
like totally <laughs> shriveled up. And I was gonna say that makes sense. It, yes, and so I don't want to feel like that right now. Dry it. Do you is. guys? Do you guys sometimes drink alcohol? Yeah, they do. I, yeah, uh, well, you don't. Aaron. You just no. took. Oh, all I'm these sorry. Gulps I, I had three sips of wine yesterday. Aaron, I drank you alcohol. Had the peach. Aaron's the cheapest date in the world. Mel's <laughs> about the second yeah. cheapest right behind him. Me and Ryder <laughs> drink quite a bit. Vodka. <laughs> we, yeah, this week we've had vodka, mm-hmm. wine, beer. Yeah. I wasn't sure just because I know there's some recovery happening. And I didn't. I know everyone treats that differently. Yeah, yeah not with not with alcohol with any of us, but yeah. um, rec- you know, with me. It, I'll just do if we're all gonna have fun. Yeah, I want to have fun too. Yeah. But mostly, I'll choose not to because I don't like how alcohol makes my face look. Interesting. Like, yeah, <laughs> it starts to melt. I, I guess then. I'm too vain to deal with the dehydration that it takes. And I don't like how it makes my head feel in the morning. In the yeah. morning. Yeah, like, that. well, you know, all highs are not created equal, right? Mm-hmm. And no. so, alcohol gives you a, a kind of a high, but it's a low high. And so it makes me feel heavy and fun and flirty and sexy and all that. But then it's like, like, I don't know, just later the next day, it's like, ugh, it yeah, wasn't worth that's it. That's called a hangover. Well, not even. No, it's not. I don't <laughs> drink that much. You, you know me. Yeah. You know me. I, I, so she usually has a problem the evening of. Yeah. Because she doesn't drink a lot. And then when she drinks, she's like, woo, party. Like yeah. she. Two weeks ago, she drank a whole bottle of champagne to herself. And uh, champagne, yeah. when you don't drink, she wasn't doing the greatest. That was there. a fun no. day, though. But she, yeah, she was a blast. It's always fun at the time. Hours. I mean, anything's fun at the time. True. You know, that's the whole point. Totally. And, and you know, it, for me, like the whole not drinking thing is not, it doesn't have anything to do with recovery. I just don't like the taste of just it. Don't like and it. I hate yeah. the way alcohol makes me feel. I hate that high. Like Yeah. Yeah, he was never a big fan of alcohol even when we were younger. No, I want heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Skip Go that. straight for the good stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, forget yeah, yeah. it. So, hey, RJ. Hey. What's up, man? Hey. Finally. Good to see you guys. It only took us 3 years to finally hang out. This is so great, awesome though. to see you guys. Oh my god. You gosh. too, man. Mm-hmm. So, quarantine life. Yeah. Dang, QL. I'm going to get that tattooed on my uh, lower left side. <laughs> Is it like a teardrop thing? Like, exactly. you know, if you kill someone, but it's like you've survived. And it's going to have like the Oakland Raiders font, like coming down like that <laughs> thing. This out, I, guess. It, I have. We're call her post, post Maloney. <laughs> post Melanie. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, you know, what's interesting to me is like, it's like, it's all, um, everyone's situation is almost the same, but everyone's situation is just like a little bit different, right? Like we're all stuck at home. We're all effect, feeling the effects in some way, economically, socially, emotionally. And then like, I got a, a bunch of crazy shit happen in the past couple of weeks, but I keep reminding myself that like literally everyone's going through it, but just in like slightly different ways, what, you know, what kind of crazy shit? Um, well, we're like in the middle of moving. So right now you see this seventies like wall mm-hmm. behind me. Mm-hmm. We're at a, we're at my wife's family's beach house in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Right on. Um, because our house is on the market in DC cause we're moving to Philly and like nothing's like selling. And so we're not buying. So everything's like very much in limbo. Um, <sighs> which is just, yeah. but again, it's like, whatever we have it's a place very to live appropriate for the time. Yeah. Exactly. It's all like very much in limbo. My mom today got sent. My mom lives in a nursing home. She had a stroke like eight years ago and she was in the ICU with the coronavirus for two weeks, which like 
someone who had a stroke who's in the ICU with mm-hmm. coronavirus, you're not supposed to like recover. And she recovered and now is going back to her nursing home today, oh, which is yeah, right really on. cool. Mom, really cool. Right but also like kind of threw everything I knew about this thing on its head. Cause I was like, wait, that's not what's supposed to happen. So like that kind of stuff is intense, but like, I'm sure that all three of you have your own intense shit that's happening because it's just like everything becomes more intense in a situation like this. Very, very much. So I think emotionally is, has been the biggest part of it. It's been an emotional weird thing. And, and like you said, for everybody in their own unique way, it's, it's, yeah. it's a trip. Like Mel and Apple are still going to work and now I'm working from home and it's just different perspectives of the pressure of quarantine and what we're yeah. all dealing with. It's a trip, dude. It, I had, well, I think nothing. So I mean, going out in public, like I went to the grocery store yesterday, it was fucking terrifying. Like I can't imagine going to work every day. I feel mm-hmm. like you'd come home exhausted just from like thinking about what possibly yeah. could happen while you're out. Me and Melanie have talked about that several times because we go out in it. It's even if you're prepared for it, you feel everybody's on a different frequency. Everybody's weirded out. Everybody's paranoid yeah. of each other. And we work both workplaces where there's high volumes of people. Yes. I'm, I'm working mm. way more hours than I usually do because everybody wants their cannabis in these times. Yeah. yeah. Define cannabis. That's right. Premium cannabis. I thought you asked me to define it like a dictionary. It's a plant that gets one. Oh my god! Yeah, but I wish I had. I wish I had like had memorized the street address because I could like gone into that. One in Hillsboro and one in Forest Grove. It is weird though. It's weird to go out there, Mel. Are you feeling that too? It's absolutely because. You know, I work in a in a store that is super high volume, like Apple said, and we have like strict guidelines now. They ha- they ask us about our health. They give us a wellness check, um, and they're serious. You have to, you know, the people that you were like cor- like more than cordial with, like joking and fun, now have to be like, no, like, have you had these symptoms? Have you come into contact with anybody with Corona? Have you had people come that travel? For, you know, all this stuff, and so it it makes you have to kind of like put be on alert now at work where before it was such a relaxed environment, super fun. People love to come there. They get their coffee and hang out. Now mm-hmm. it's like in, out, in, out, in, your food and out. Get the fuck out. And, it, and there's still personality and stuff like that. I, I, I can't say that you ever, I, we ever lose that, but we're affected. So when I come home and I come home to Aaron and he's like been home all day and he's going stir crazy and he's frustrated. Like that is like another, like I have to face it again, you know? So I'm dealing with it really in a unique way. Cause I'm, I, I try to stay positive because most of the time I really feel that way. Like I feel like that, but this is really like neutralizing me. Like, cause it's, it's taking more energy wow. than I can, you know, give. And so it's like bringing me to a neutral with almost like, not emotion and like for me man like you might have had this experience well you did you got up and you went to an office for a long time you did that you know what I mean and so all of a sudden working from home and not leaving the house especially after festival after festival and show after show and and being so connected in the community here and 
doing all the stuff that we did and then it just it's stopped and it was it's a, like a shock to the system and then we were talking about it with um Tara Lay Weathers mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. It, it's it's almost like a grieving process yeah in a lot of ways like I was super depressed when this first started and then like going through all the stages got really angry and was like this can't happen like the whole thing and then I realized a few days ago I was like holy shit this is grief yeah that I'm feeling like I'm dealing with it so yeah man it's it's nuts and I can't imagine like for you you have three little ones dude yeah but that probably keeps you distracted huh they do they certainly distract for sure they're, they distract me from everything at all times. <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's it, I feel really like, you know, there's like the few people that I see just judging from Twitter or whatever. It's like there are a few people who are like, I'm kind of bored and look at I did like three puzzles yesterday. And it's like, that seems cool, you know. And then there's like our friends who are married but don't have kids. So it's like they have companionship and they can do what they want. But, you know, they're they're not like you know, it's really hard to, to get into a room for five minutes and do something quietly, you know, with, with a bunch of little kids, but, but they have no idea what's going on. This is just normal life. We just happen to be on a very long vacation. So that is really kind of cool. That's actually cute. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's it's like a good memory for them. Yeah. I think it will be. And to have us around all the time, you know, no childcare, no, no school. So. Wow. Right now, we, wow. we've said that several people we've talked to that keeps coming up. It's like right now, kids and pets are loving stoked. it. Stoked, they're they're yeah. you know they're stoked. They don't understand what's going on. They're just happy. Their people are around constantly. Exactly. Well, coming from that perspective, like the, all the time that you get, you're forced to give each other. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love what's happening. Like you're really forced to hang out with your partner for more than an evening. Yeah. On or yeah. more than a couple hours in the, you know, midday on a weekend. Like, yeah, you are forced to spend time with them and reacquaint yourselves with each other. And you have no choice. <laughs> well, some people are finding out that ain't where yeah. they want to well, be, man. But, but some right. people are finding out other yeah. shit, too. Like, I think that it's I think it's good. We need to just face whatever we're holding in our homes and in our like body homes also. Yeah. Totally. I think it's interesting, you know, like there that part of it, I feel grateful to like wake up to kids, you know, even though sometimes it's like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> the same thing every day. It's Groundhog Day for everyone, you know, but yeah. with three young kids that are constant, like basically for, you know, 15 hours a day, they're just asking for things and complaining and fighting and whining. But um, <laughs> I talked earlier today with Chris Pandolfi and Bob Crawford about for this um, charity thing. And I was interviewing them about their music and what their, you know, how their music has changed. And I was thinking every single person is going through that same process that you're describing, Aaron, like the grieving process, you know, and like what Chris and Bob were describing on a musical level is sort of what we happened to me on a work and life level. Like for two weeks, I couldn't really do anything. And then like week three and week four, things started to kind of seem like I could adapt. And then like week five was like, okay, this, this is working. But thinking about like people who are like musicians, actors, painters, people who like live vastly different lives and we're all going through this together. So that gives me some like hope that something cool will come out of it. Maybe, maybe we'll all have more empathy or have a little bit more appreciation for 
other people, you know? Yeah. I, I've been saying that like, not, well, not just for me personally, that first, those first few shows that we go to after this, when we can finally go to a show again, it not only will the audience have a renewed appreciation for the uh, chance to do that, but the bands are going to feel that on a different level too. Like, wow, we get to do this thing again for these people. It's going to be so high energy. Totally. Totally. And it's going to be a totally different world. You know, we, none of us know, but I, I've like, I've been pretty successful actually at taking it like day by day. That's like, you know, every day is like its own thing. Cause if you think too far ahead and you start to think like what's going to happen in six months or a year or two, two months, whatever, like it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody knows. That's what Apple keeps saying. Apple's like, nobody fucking knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen in an hour for all of a sudden there could be some huge announcement or something. Nobody knows it. And Mm -hmm. with the 24 hour news, they're forced to just continuously report on bullshit, on nothing (laughs) and speculate. Well, let's go to Joe Blow and see what his opinion is, who has no qualifications for anything. Well, you see, Larry. Well, the, the weird thing too, I want to ask you because, like, we we talked to when we talked to Mike Fanoia and stuff. It's it's a lot different um, on the East Coast yeah. than here. Like, we're we're up to like eighteen hundred confirmed cases and like fifty something deaths in Oregon. And then we talked to Mike, whose you know wife is working in ICU. Yeah, and he's he's afraid for her. And then what you just said with your grandmother or your mom, we, yeah. we don't, we don't know anybody firsthand over here that has gotten it. It's just through word of mouth. And so far it's been East coast. So yeah. it, it, it's been hard for us at, for, at first. It was hard for us to take it seriously. We were kind of like on that conspiracy theory edge and not knowing. And now it's like, okay, this is okay, real. It's real. You yeah. know, in some way, at least this is real because people we trust and talk to like you were hearing firsthand accounts now. So what's it like back there? Yeah, it's intense, man. I mean, I was in New York like a week before this all went down. So like immediately, you know, I was at this podcast conference, actually, and I got an email. It was like this guy who was there had got the virus. So just so you know, wow. like he's fine and his what he and his wife have it. And I was like, shit, that was like, you know mid-March. So we were in, you know, I live in DC or I lived in DC until recently. And so it's all been like, yeah, more real. And like, you know, here in New Jersey, we're in like a coastal town. It's sparsely populated, but everyone wears masks. Like to go into the grocery store, liquor store, like you have to wear a mask. You have to like, they're taking it super seriously. And most of my friends who live in New York have left. Yeah. You know, like like Christina split. Christina, I mean, seven or eight of my friends like are not who live there are not there because like, you know, it is the epicenter and it's such a densely populated place. The whole East Coast is, you know, way more than where you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it a little more intense, you know. So as far as like um, Osiris goes, how's everything going? I mean, it seems like the, the we as a as a network have reacted really positively to this thing it's like been a, I hate to say this but it's been actually good like it's made yeah. us all adapt and and think a little bit differently do you feel like that definitely I think you guys I'm not just saying this because we're talking like you guys are the 
kind of embodiment of what what has changed in that like we change the format we change the medium we try to find the audience where they are and give them something useful whether it's meditation or the vibe check stuff or just regular episodes so i'm really proud of what we've done i mean we're putting out a new show tomorrow which um you know is like we're continuing to put out new original podcasts but at the same time trying to like you know as they would say in the in the startup world pivot a tiny bit toward like where people are. And it's interesting. The video stuff I thought at first was like, everyone's going to be on video. And then it's like, people are listening to fewer podcasts. And then like a week later, it was like, maybe they're not. And like, maybe people don't want video, you know, like media changes so quickly that I feel like what I'm proud of is that we're like, I view all of it as experimenting, you know, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do a bunch of stuff, see if it works. If it doesn't work, we'll stop doing it. And then we'll do something else, you know, like, the live stuff that you guys have done and that we've done the live event stuff is amazing. And like now that's off the table. So like Mm, that's done for now. So now what else can we do? Right. So you guys have adapted exactly as, as I have, I think. And I, I feel like, yeah, I mean the mission of Osiris is to, you know, delight and inform music fans. And so like, I feel like that right now is more needed than ever. Right. Like, even just bullshitting about music is mm-hmm. it's a welcome distraction from the world. So totally. I feel like we can fulfill our mission and maybe like learn a few things along the way, you know? Yeah. And you know, it, we've never really talked about it, but like we came on right when Osiris had just barely started, like yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah. And, and I've never like asked you, how how did it start i never i've never bothered asking i I didn't care but now we're doing this and i think people would be interested in that yeah well i have to say thank you to jonathan hart who turned me on to your podcast and who's one of my best friends and and has made a lot of cool stuff happen including this connection so um yeah i mean you know like a lot of things in life like it just sort of came together at the right time i mean I've been doing my podcast on fish for seven years um, this year. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. It's really cool. It's still fun. You know, we still have a good time, like just bullshitting about fish. I mean, people still listen. I don't know. I have no idea why. (laughs) Well, now now they love you. That's what it is. They they know you. They love you. They, they expect to hear your your cool commentary and your thoughts. I mean, it's the same thing you guys have. And and there's, there's a different feel for every show. And I think that's really cool. And I want to, I want to talk about that more because I, I do want to talk about the, the Portland vibe, but, um, yeah, we so I've been doing this for a long time. I got introduced to Tom Marshall through a friend at a fish show. He was like, I'm going to start a podcast. Do you think I should? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, you definitely should. And he was like, are you sure you won't be offended? And I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Like, of course you should start a podcast. People would love to hear from you. And then I sent him a follow-up email the next day, I think, and said, like, maybe there's some opportunities to turn this into something bigger if we have a group of music podcasts maybe we, there's a business opportunity, you know? And he immediately responded and was like, I've been thinking the same thing. And we went down, I mean, there must've been, I don't know, 10 or 15 iterations of what this could be. We were like, we could do podcast education and sort of consulting and help people launch their own shows. And, you know, we looked at a tech angle for music licensing for podcasts. I mean, it went through a lot of early iterations before we were like, actually, what if we just bring a bunch of cool shows together 
and form a network where we try to pool our, you know, audience and, and, and pool our monetization opportunities and that sort of thing. And yeah, it was cool. It, it, you know, I've been, I had been in the same job for eight years and doing the same thing for 20 years. So music, you know, like you guys, like music had always been and still is like my main passion aside from like my family, you know? Yeah. Um, depending on the day one of them is is more important than the other but you know that's fair that's fair and we just decided that like let's just let's let's try let's like get you know 10 podcasts together launch this network and see what happens and like my background's in marketing and communications so to me part of it is like from the beginning the idea was like let's build a brand you know that people when they hear Osiris they'll think music they'll think mm. like cool conversations you know and i think that's like that part of it has been absolutely really successful. i think that's totally. yeah, yeah i think that definitely shows you guys have talked to tons of people out there right at shows who like if people have heard of us they know exactly what it means totally. and i think yeah. that's yeah that that to me is like one of the biggest markers of success you know like trying to monetize podcasts is an ongoing like it's a thing right like we're still trying to figure it out but right. i think we've built a good brand along the way yeah so, i've yeah. i've met people at shows that have never heard no simple road that know osiris oh mm. you guys are on osiris okay cool i'll give you guys a listen so it's like this that's really cool it's become like a stamp of approval kind of thing that's cool that's cool to hear yeah it's it's a it's a trip and i just think about for you man like meeting tom would be like for me back in the day meeting hunter yeah and yeah it's it was it was really weird i mean you know i'm sure you guys believe in some sort of you know karma of some kind yeah. that like just happens i mean i had been and you know it's not all about like the transactional part of it but i put in like a lot of time into this podcast you know obviously not making money putting in a lot of my time to to like deliver something back to fish fans. You know, that's how like our podcast started. And it's interesting that like the thing that came back was like, you know, getting to know the guy who wrote the lyrics to most of the songs. Right. And I'm not like, I'm not a huge like lyrical analysis person. Like I wasn't like, Oh my God, if I meet Tom Marshall, I'm going to ask him about like song X, Y, and Z, you know? And some people are like that and I've, I've witnessed it. People will come up to him and ask him really smart questions about his lyrics. And I'm like, wow, that's not, that's not how I have experienced fish, you know, but I, but I knew every one of his songs obviously. And was like, this is really interesting. And he's also, he's the one of the most like down to earth, really chill people I've ever met. And we like immediately became friends mostly because our personalities are like pretty compatible. Like I'm, more type a i'm i'm a little bit more like i'm just trying to do shit all the time and and he is like he's super smart but also like is very um selective about what he puts his energy into so Mm. he like he will help whatever i anytime i ask you know he leads his own stuff and but when i ask him for help he gives really good advice and input and otherwise lets me kind of like plow ahead without looking back, which, you know, is there are pros and cons to, to that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's how you find out stuff. That's how you make mistakes and that's how you learn. And then I don't know, you guys have been so awesome with us. Like, we, like I said a few minutes ago, we, we didn't fucking know each other. Like, you, you know, who yeah. we, you know, who we yeah. were and, yeah. and it's, it's been 
really great, man. It like for me being starting No Simple Road and then being part of Osiris, like what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Help me find my confidence in myself in a lot of ways and like made me feel legitimate. Like what we wow. were what we were doing wasn't just some fucking stupid fly by night yeah, thing. We, we've always felt like we're part of something bigger yeah. and awesome. Yeah. And and I told you like beginning about that like at the gorge in twenty eighteen, yeah. having that experience of like, holy shit, I'm on the inside of this thing. Like, right. I'm not just in the crowd. I'm like create, helping create this thing that's happening right now. Yeah. And that, that was I'm, a big deal. If he just kept yeah. yelling at Trey, he was just yelling at Trey. Like, <laughs> I am. I was play, like, play dude, I, <laughs> I loved the Gorge Chronicles, man. That was, um, those are some <laughs> epic stories. I mean, you know, it's interesting because if you, if we set out, if I had said five years ago, I'm going to do this podcast and then I'm going to try to get, you know, some kind of inside track to fish. And I'm going to try to like, you know, get on the inside of the music industry. Like it wouldn't have worked. Right. And I'd never tried to do that. And now yeah. it's like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm backstage at, at festivals doing interviews. And I'm like, wow, this is, it, it's just like having pure intentions, you know, which of course, like yeah. we're all concerned with our own success and advancement and money and all that. But like, I just really want to do cool shit for music fans. No and shit. I, I think yeah. you guys do too. Yeah. And yeah. so and enjoy ourselves just, while doing yeah, it. Yeah. Have fun, you know, like don't be afraid to like, you know, have fun. I mean, <laughs> don't I, be afraid to have w- fun. I like that. Yeah. The I'm one right, you guys right interviewed MC Taylor. Um, yeah. And I think he had just like finished giving his kid a bath. Yeah. And you guys called him. Yeah. And I remember listening to that show and it was after we had launched and I was like, this is like, you guys have a unique vibe that i think is not easily recreated like i think there there's a few shows on our network that are like very vibe focused and you guys really are one of them and i i think it's a unique interview to walk into you know like i do interviews with artists all the time and it's i'm like a relationship person but not a like vibe person like you guys you guys create the vibe and invite people in and people immediately feel it. Like every interview that I've listened to of yours and you've done hundreds, it's it, people walk into the vibe and it's really cool that you created that. And it's, it's authentic to you guys, right? You're not trying to like no. create something that will make you look cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Dude, even though you just happen to look cool while you're doing it. That for, fucking for us, wait, like the times we tried to the times Aaron oh, or me in the oh, beginning, yeah. there's a few times each of us would write down a few things we wanted to ask. And that totally screwed it up. Behind like, the yeah. scenes, RJ, I am the worst Oh, like Mel shows so up 10 I, seconds till the mic comes on with no, no headphones, this and that. I'm always and the one dropping that's the camera. Know, I don't see why we should do this. Like, no, I'm not, then I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm fine. I'm, I won't do it. <laughs> but, but what it's authentic to me. I can't not be myself. I'll otherwise I pout. And so 
I won't take direction from Aaron. I'm not going to take. <laughs> no, I'll do it how I want. If you want me, not to, just Aaron, nobody any, from nobody. anybody. And very surprising. Very surprising. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. But oh. what I think happens is that, like you were talking about the vibe, like when we're all together, there it's like there is like a plug that that goes on like yeah. between us right and so when somebody, it's like a band yeah. yeah and then so when somebody comes in it, it's like what's up it's like the, you, they're sharing our area rug right now that's how yep. i always feel it like they're just like and it's always ironic that no matter where we set up there's always an extra chair or or several because it feels like that like ever like anybody can just come in sitting. and just join us right now you know whoever oh simon come home you sit down for a minute listen go to his room or rider come oh hey yeah. and so it's we're we are we are always inviting and i feel like that is our vibe like inviting you in yeah. to well, hear well, inviting you into like talk MC, inviting you in. the mc taylor well like you said i don't know how many guests we've had were in the beginning like within the first few minutes they're you like you hear their dog or you hear or they're like yeah. oh dude my my three-year-old and we're like who cares man let him <laughs> no we're, we're gonna yeah, keep recording keep going let's be that, real that mc taylor interview dude <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest behind the scenes, I thought that was the hardest interview that I've ever done. I had the hardest done, time with that. Ever. That was like... Well, we didn't that know... Was my, whole, that was my combative time. Of, we didn't know a whole lot <laughs> yeah. about them, and it wasn't necessarily straight up. Or we've since become where we you know, appreciate him a whole lot more. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But at yeah. the time, it was like, wow, this is somebody that we need to do. You yeah. know, the, it, and so, yeah, but it, and, it, and it came out great. It was hard. Well, it really felt like homework. It, it and felt, listening back, it was great. It felt like we were, it was like the first time I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know this. I don't know what <laughs> don't to know listen to, to, you ask. know? What? And so I was like, I'm not interested. I go, if we're going to do this show, I need to be interested in it. Yeah. I have to like, okay, fine. I'm not going to be interested in every single thing. But then I, I, I learned a lot along the way. I learned how to be interested in anybody. And that's what I learned through and, the and show. And she learned, like you said a while ago, like I'm always, when Aaron tells me we got an interview coming up, I start immediately researching and listening out on the patio. And so does he. Mel, sometimes, there's been several times she's never even heard one note from the band that we've, and she's yep. done that on purpose. And at first I was like, <gasps> we can't do that. You can't interview somebody yeah. and be like, I have no idea who you but are. I feel but it's like worked very well. Because it's a good mix. Because yeah, I feel dynamic. like they're coming to my porch. And so I don't know. know them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I want to be like, so what's up with your grandma? That's, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Like, yeah. She wants to know more about their fan. Then she, re, she really cracks the shell of like their kids and your, you know, well, tell us about your wife well, that's and how what you guys I'm met. Not, in. It's not the questions me and, you know, yeah. the two dudes are going to be asking. Right. She gets that, you know, the mama vibe, grandma that's vibe. That's part of the going. vibe. But yeah. you know what, RJ, like going deeper with that, like you said, you're, you're backstage at festivals interviewing people and we've had those moments too and you know you kind of step outside yourself for a minute you're like holy shit and then you're back and like okay whatever yeah. no biggie i mean like you said if you had tried to do this never in a million years would it have come off it just wouldn't happen the 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 scene that we're a part of doesn't allow that i don't yeah. think it's just not part of it 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 self-regulates it, the energy of yeah. itself with that weeds that shit out. And I think that what you've done with Osiris, you and Tom and, and it's, it really has power behind it. It, it think about this. I've thought about this with, with no simple road. Like 
at any time of the day, anywhere on the planet, your voice can be coming out of somebody's speakers without you knowing it. So you're spending time with people all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's somebody out there right now that just got turned on to fish last year that's going back and listening to back episodes of your show to try and bone up on the scene. And And so it's this like really powerful entity in the music world and and it's rad thanks man i appreciate you saying that i do think the pure intentions is the driver of it like you know i I come from like the corporate world and i've done a lot of interviews with people just graduating from college looking for a job and they're like you know i want to do this for two years and then this for two years like what's your advice i'm like just like meet good people and take on things that you're, you know, you don't, you don't think you can do because you'll learn something and just like value relationships and be authentic, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's the way the world works. I mean, it's in my mind anyway, but it's, I mean, you're totally right. I was in Mexico for fish, which seems like a different lifetime, but, um, I was in a bathroom, like in one of the resort bathrooms or whatever. And I was walking out from the bathroom and I was like, sorry that like, I said something to the guy who was going in and he was like, are you RJ? And I was like, what? And he was like, I, I recognize your voice. What? <laughs> oh, like shit. Which is pretty cool. Like wow. that's like a, that happens once in a while. And it's like, okay, this yeah. is really cool that like, yeah, he might've been listening two months ago in any part of the United States or the world and, and could have just heard our nonsense about fish, you know? And that's, Fucking awesome! Like it's, had, we, yeah. we've had it. With, well, like, I've walking. had a little sweetheart today sent me a DM with um, Viola Lee on like oh. she's like this was your favorite right? And I was just like, what? how does somebody know that? Like, like and she yeah. and then she writes dot 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 from the pod, you know? And I was like, yeah. that's freaking so sweet that first of all that you would remember that from however many episodes ago or whatever 10,000 years later but yeah like wow. the impact that the ripple the podcasts have because they're not time specific well yeah. that's the that's the beauty yeah. of like we may like what in the content of our show might be a, of a specific time right. but because of the way that it's posted and the way that it lives it's it's infinite kind of yeah yeah it lives in in the cloud so So think about the impact not just right now but going forward because osiris is a baby it's a baby it's it's it it literally does have the potential to be an mtv of sorts one of my favorite things that we what we've heard a few times is when we get when somebody dms or sends in an email and tell us that they're they're like dude I, what was that one? It was like I've binged 70-something hours oh, yeah. in the last, Christ. like, two weeks or so. <laughs> to know that we're binge-worthy, you know, yeah. that's, like, that's like when I'm really high and have a day to get on Netflix and watch, you right. know, seven hours of Tiger King or something. And it's like people are doing, they find us that interesting that yeah. you're going to listen to me for more than a couple hours. Like, wow. Th- thank Five you. <laughs> I mean, that's what you, that's what's unique about the medium, you know, in, po- in terms of podcasting. Right. I mean, you can, what I was going to say earlier is like, we have these interesting, um, like if I were to do an awards show for Osiris, you know, it's like the best monologues, John, John Barber's monologues on touchdowns all day. Like he'll go for 12 minutes, just him. And I like 
I'm cracking up the entire time. Right. Like that's, that's a talent, you know, yes, like I can't do that. Oh, yeah. I do a five minute daily news podcast, just trying to tell people what to like check out and I'll like throw one liner in there and that's it. Like I can't talk for 12 minutes about <laughs> nothing and make it funny, you know, like, right. and you guys and, and Jonathan with broke down podcasts, you guys have such a vibe, you know, it's like once you start, you feel like you're there, you know? And then there's like really like Chris Bandolfi does super heady interviews, which are like, he's an intellectual musician, you know? And it's like, it's, it gets deep and you know, it's just, it's interesting that there's all these little like personality quirks that are advantages because that's the whole point, right? Like if you were trying to create a show that fit a mold, like why do it? Right. That's why, that's why I think what you guys are doing fits in perfectly with Osiris. And I, I think that every show that we create, kind of like has its own identity but also complements the whole you know yeah, yeah. so i, I have yeah. to ask and i've i've wondered this and i'm every time you and i are gonna talk i'm like i'm gonna ask him next time we talk what how did you come up with osiris why osiris so so tom um started using it as like a code name for the project because it's a uh, it's part of the lyrics from the fish song Quela papyrus um, this is the work of the Guayla yeah. Papyrus stranded for a moment on the ocean of Osiris. So that's where it started. And then our designer, Mark, who's done a ton of our art, um, he came up with like the logo, the kind of like four part, you know, circle. And it was sort of supposed to be a placeholder. And then we went in to meet with one of our advisors who was this, a big deal person in the finance world, who's also a huge music fan. And we told him the the name and he was like, that's a really cool name. We we're like, all right. Keeping that one. Yeah. Keeping it. It. Yeah. It, so was, it, the, it, it, it just stuck. It rolls off the tongue. Everything. Yeah, it, does. it was a thing. trip for me, like coming from a background in magic and stuff, what Osiris is and what it means and, and who that is. And yeah. I and I like, learned about this it is fucking after perfect. the fact. Oh. I learned about that all after the fact, you know, it was like, people are like, yeah, you know, you know about Osiris. I'm like, yeah, sure. And yeah. Like, sure. I better look at this on my phone really quick. <laughs> but yeah, started off as a code name and then it stuck. And it's, um, I mean, part of it is because it has some fish, like, you know, sort of legend to it, which is core to our identity, you know, in terms of Tom's background and how we came together. And I think the the magic of what fish does is sort of like, creating this environment for people that feels fun and safe and unique. And I think we're trying to create something similar yeah. while also like moving beyond it. That's why I was excited for you guys to join. Cause like, you know, it's a totally different thing what you're doing and that's exactly what we need, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's, I'd always give Aaron a hard time. I'd be like, you know what? Don't get like, don't get mad about anything as far as the show's concerned because we can't be compared like we are our own thing like we can Mm -hmm. we can all the entire network can interview the same person and they won't none of them every interview is different yeah everyone will be different like you were saying because of all these different personalities so that with us i always feel comfortable now after that initial now after that initial part because it was like something that i wasn't i didn't ask for i didn't yeah i i wasn't trying to be on a podcast or I wasn't either. I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't down with like talking about my personal life, <laughs> you know, right. and like I'm like, right. oh, my God, what an invasion. And I had to get over all of that head trippy stuff, you know. But now it's like any anybody like, yeah, that's rad. Like, I love when 
especially Andy Frasco, like if he interviews somebody that we interview, I love to listen yeah. to that because I love to hear his perspective and his way and what he pulls out of them. So, yeah. yeah, it's really well, we still, totally. That's still an ongoing joke with her. At one point, she actually said, I don't have my, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> and we're like, what? Jesus Christ. What are you talking about? And then, then yeah, voice has been found. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you find that with with your thing like over time the way that you approach your podcast has changed do you feel like uh, the mission of it has altered since you first started yeah it's interesting like talking about the helping friendly podcast the fish podcast i do i mean yeah i think it has and i i think it's become it's interesting because there's four of us who do it and not like you guys are really consistent with who's there. Like we have four people who are involved, but it's like any, any episode could have any combination of the four of us. Cause usually all four of us can't make it. So we've had this ongoing discussion about like, are we becoming too professional, you know, or are we too like polished, you know, is it like getting, because we're, we're sort of trying to, and it gets back to this like authenticity. Like we're trying to like make things a little bit, um, more digestible or at least like, you know, not ramble and whatever, like which we do. Right. Totally. And it's interesting because I think what I've come back to just based on like the Apple podcast reviews and stuff is like, people are like, this is a really unique place to get fish perspective, you know? And it's like, it's because of the hosts. It's like why people listen to your show. There's, there's not, it's not because we like, do something cool with the production or we include music at the beginning, middle or end or none, you know, it's like people tune in to hear us talk, you know, yeah. which, so why would you want I, to cut that down? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I keep going back to that. And it's sort of like, there's this sort of like, you know, we've talked about this, there's best practices and data and like the podcast world that are like, you know, 90 minutes is like about the max that you should put out. Right. And, right. and many of us just simply can't adhere to that. And that's, part of the authenticity, you know, I think yeah. like, but as long as people keep coming, like if we saw our numbers drop dramatically, it'd be like, Oh shit, we better do something differently. Yeah. But I think our numbers would drop more if people thought that we were like trying to fit into some sort of mold. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm a little more mindful on our podcasts about what we say, because I know that I know that people from the music world are listening, you know, and I, like yeah. we still will say like Trey was playing too many notes or like Mike looked like he was like kind of pissed off the whole time, you know, or whatever. Like we'll still say what we think, but it's a little bit more like, oh shit, there's actually people listening. Like, yeah, yeah, people are going to hear I feel this. like that too. Yeah. RJ a yeah. lot. I feel like I can't say not a hundred percent because it's in my opinion. And so I don't want my opinion to hurt someone's feelings. That's not yeah. fair. You know, like if somebody listens to the show and when that, just because maybe maybe I had a shit day and it was my bad right. attitude through my ears, you know. So like, I you know for that sake, <laughs> I I'll hold my authenticity just a tiny bit. But I get I get <laughs> what you I get what you mean though about um, polished. I get that because I mean Jesus, going back and listening to our first episode to now, like we've made adjustments, we've adjusted through this like. Recently, we started doing all the commercials at once instead of cutting in between yeah. and pl- playing music or... Um, or you were playing music and then you or, weren't playing. Yeah, or like 
Um, I'm trying to get everything done in under six minutes at the front of the show before the intro and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. But like you said, man, that without you and the other three people on your show, there is no helping friendly podcast. It yeah. doesn't exist. The you could anybody can go stream fish anytime they want. Right? Yeah. They're tuning into you guys. So that's the thing that they want to hear. They they want to hear the interplay between the hosts and that's the thing for me and i know you're like this too like the podcast that i listen to i rely on those hosts to for that relationship there's a a, a real relationship there totally and so that's that's like when we get into the 40 minute intros and i'm about to hit you know, publish. And I'm like, fuck, (laughs) they're going to have to sit through 45 minutes of us talking about Darwin's farts. Okay. I'm going for it. That's what they signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. People love, yeah. We've gotten that feedback too, that people love. We, I'm sure you, I mean, we all have, you try to bounce questions off your audience. Like give us feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. We, we don't get a whole lot, but what we do is pause. Like just keep doing what you're doing. We love what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the best feedback to get. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And you, you know, know, on the heady part of like your fish, you know, reviews and stuff like that. I know for me, like when you oh. like, um, when you're really into something, you want to be heady about it. You want to like, you know, like people who play guitar, they they love to know about you know fretboard and what like they want to. Yeah, there's got to be a place for that, you know. So if like you're with like the one of like the biggest fish, um, you know, podcasts, and it can't be, it it's not heady. Like that's where it should be. Heady. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. it that's fits there. Really yeah, it's point. totally true. And we've had this conversation a lot, and this is getting in the weeds of like podcasting. But you know, two to three hour shows are like. You know, it's a question mark, right? Like, yeah. do you do you lose people after the first hour? I don't know. Probably some, but Maybe. like, do the majority of your listeners want the full experience? Probably, right? I, I'm not at walking out at set break. Well, and if it's yeah. three hours, you don't have three hours right at that time. You know, you come back, you you mm-hmm. bounce back to it and finish over two or three days. So yeah, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be no simple road. If I didn't ask, like, what was your first fish show, RJ? <laughs> oh man, well. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, I actually, in thinking about this show, I started thinking about my dead history, which I, I want to just tell you about oh, briefly because okay, cool. I had a funny memory about that. But my first fish show was October 28th, 1995 at the Palace of Auburn Hills in outside of Detroit, Michigan. I'm from Northern Ohio. So all my first shows were like Detroit, Ann Arbor, like Michigan, you know, my first concert was the Nine Inch Nails at the Toledo Sports Arena Whoa. in like oh, wow. 1993, which scared the shit I'll out of bet. me. I was that fucking was terrified. Yeah. Wow. I was like 14 and my brother took me who was older. Man, fucking terrifying. But um, yeah, so I saw Fish in 95 and up to that point, I had been a big tape trader, you know, collected a lot of tapes. I still, um, I continued, by the time I saw them, I probably had, you know, a hundred tapes. Like I oh, so you was collecting a lot it. of tapes. You already knew it was up. You were yeah you, okay. Yeah, I think starting in '94, I started collecting tapes, and by the time I stopped collecting tapes, I had like I had like 600 tapes. And I last like one of my quarantine activities with my kids was to take all of my tapes, which I still had, and I color coded all the J cards by year. Oh my god! Like the same design with the fish logo, and I just wrote the set list on them, and I had all my my kids take all of the J cards out 
because they're color coded by year and throw the tapes out. So now I have this pile of like, you know, different colored J cards with my handwriting on them for every show that I'm going to use as some sort of wallpaper thing in oh, my next wow. office How studio fun. thing, which mm. is going to be in some house that I don't know yet because we're <laughs> yeah. currently homeless. Oh. But, Sitting um, out there marinating. Yeah. But the dead, it's interesting because I was a dead fan before I was a fish fan. And still to this day, like if I had to take a band, like I would take the dead because it's so approachable, you know, like fish is like, as you guys know, there's like a little bit of like a, an on-ramp to fish, you know, it's froggy <laughs> and oh, that's like, a nice took, way to put took it. Me an a long on-ramp. time to find you that know? on-ramp. Yeah, exactly. Like the dead is like, you listen to Jack Straw, like, yeah, it's great. It's Americana, <laughs> you know? Um, Got it. I'm in. I remember, I remember like my friend, you know, sophomore year in high school or something and we would all go to his house after school and we'd smoke bongs in his garage and we we played with he played without a net all the time and that was like around the time when that came out and it's funny because it's not the kind of dead that i listen to right now like i don't listen to early 90s dead but i remember listening to without a net a lot and i was like it's like wow this is cool it was sort of like you go through the classic rock thing and you learn about the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and the Stones and whatever else, whatever current pop music is happening at the time. And then like you like introduced to this other world and you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like was a huge discovery for me. I'm sure you guys all have your own like experiences with that. But once you discover this, like it felt like discovering another world of music, you know? With and the and, dead, and, and that was kind of hidden. It, it wasn't out there. Me and Aaron, this like Pink Floyd, The Doors. Every, we yeah. grew up on that, taking psychedelics in high school, all that. And everything. Dead, we kind of heard the name and you heard some songs. Trucking. They're, yeah, trucking. trucking. Yeah. And more of their like, kind of country-ish stuff. That's how I always looked. You know, it was kind of like, oh, yeah. okay, they're, they're slow. Weird and country old. band with skeletons. It's, it's like dad rock. And yeah. then once you, once you go to it, once you discover that, it's yeah, and what, it's not the same ever again. You know what though? Yeah. You you brought up the on ramp to fish, and it, it took me. I mean, like, I remember when Picture of Nectar came out. Mm-hmm. I remember driving in my VW van, listening to Picture of Nectar, and fast forwarding past the vocals, <laughs> and and getting to the jam because I was I was just a diehard Deadhead at the time, and like yeah. I never had been to a fish show. It just didn't didn't compute, but the jam computed for me. That right. made sense. That's and, interesting. Yeah, and so we were in the same boat. I couldn't stand Trey's voice, and it wasn't until yeah, it, lovely. <laughs> it wasn't until Fare Thee Well that 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 him and I both were like saw him live. Oh, we, shit. Went, we saw Trey live yeah. up on that stage, and we're like, okay. And we joke about that because you listen back; those weren't the best yeah, recordings were and the not. best. You know, no. it, it was something very special. And it was very special. There, it was sounded amazing. But, but you listen back; it's like, ooh. But, but we went yeah. after that to the forum to the forum in L.A. and saw mm-hmm. them. And like looking back now well, that I know fish, like we we got a slave to the traffic light, a yam, and my friend, my friend, or, or Karini that night, and nice. and. Uh, when we left, like the, the lights came on after Yem and I looked at Apple and I was like, we fucking blew it. 30, 30 we years. missed 30 years of this shit. <laughs> Time to start <laughs> catching up. <laughs> but th- that's, that's awesome. also what was awesome too. Cause me and I have always been in the dead fit. Mel got into fish the same 
way no. we did. Well, I didn't go to that show. You didn't I go was, to that show, but was, you were at yeah. Fairly Well and saw. You I weren't. Did go you to didn't Fairly get well. as hooked and, as we were. But then yeah. Fish once we, we knew after going to Forum. Well, like Aaron, Aaron would try Aaron was to like, show. Like, Mel's got to go to a Fish show, and yeah. when we finally got her to one, boom. He, he would try over. to like play it on the you know on whatever, yeah. and I just was like. He sucks. Like I'm, I because well, okay. I love lyrics and I I love a nice voice because I grew up on R and B. So I'm like, what is this? Is no like you know Johnny no. Gill. This is but I didn't understand that music at all. That was not where I came from. I was into hip hop and R and B and pop music and even country music and and Spanish music and like, but not Grateful Dead. Like yeah, that, I didn't. It was not on my radar. So like, anyway, the fish thing. He, I just went to the gorge. That's all I needed to go to the gorge. Yeah. That was yeah, to witness that party yeah. until you've seen. That, that's all you until need. you've seen firsthand, like the, all yeah. the all the just. I mean, the glow in the dark necklace waterfall that happened. I mean, just so many things that happen, and the, and to actually see their camaraderie on stage, the funniness and shit that happens, and the playing a vacuum cleaner. I mean, it, it's all the things they do. It's like whoa. But what what, what the point of all that? What do you think the on ramp is? What is the on ramp, well, RJ? I, I I do want to say about Fairly Well that I mean Trey is like a he he's been a student of the Grateful Dead his whole life you know and and he practiced I know for sure like he practiced like crazy oh yeah for that, I read you know? articles like he, and, yeah that was the gig of a lifetime you know mm-hmm. and of course everyone always wants to be making their own music but I, I think he showed up and showed up in a great way it wasn't Hell like yeah. yeah just play these Jerry solos he was like I'm gonna learn this music for real, you know, and I just wish I, they I just had more time. Really cool. I, I think they, yeah. I wish they had more time to gel as a, as a band. It, yeah. It, it, that it wasn't totally bad music. It was just guys that haven't been playing together for a oh, long time. Of course. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and with all those different musicians who had never played bef- before together, right. I mean, um, yeah, I don't go back to it a lot, but I go back to see like the videos of Trey, beaming getting to like mm. sing and play scarlet begonias you know yeah. it's like that kind of shit's fucking yeah. once in a lifetime yeah <laughs> well know? that's what we that's saw rad. the look the look on him getting mm-hmm. to see him like the look on that man's face when he's in the zone or being loving appreciative whatever you see it comes through with oh, Trey. Joy. it's like it's yeah. like whoa what is this yeah he definitely beams yeah sure. i mean I think so. The on ramp to fish to me, like Rift, to me is the is the is the best album. I mean, the the album that came out a couple of weeks ago is pretty phenomenal. But we'll have to, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to give it time to to percolate. But I think it's really <laughs> really stunning. I mean, Rift is just such a it's such a great perfect mix. You know, there's the goofiness, there's the musicianship, there's good lyrics, there's like a story. It's a, you know, kind of a narrative weave together. Like to me, that's the on-ramp is like, if you're an album person, that's the one Fish album that may like, it may make you think like, okay, these guys can make an album, you know, especially because it's like a concept album, you know, but yeah. with like the requisite Fish goofiness, you know, lengthwise and like, there's just, there's a bunch of goofy shit in there and Mike saw Mike's, Mike Gordon songs. And um, I think that's great. I mean, a live one is also like, kind of amazing like i've over the years i've been surprised by how many people were introduced to the band via a live one which makes sense it's i think their best-selling record by a lot um 
which is sort of interesting and and maybe not that interesting given that they're like a live band but you know it has like great live versions of a bunch of their like most popular songs so right you know that this, that's a good on-ramp but if you're trying to like understand the f- what they're like as a band i think rift is like is the ultimate yeah this new album wow. we've been saying it over and over again lately like I, i'm stunned i'm yeah i'm like literally speechless with what happened me too that kind of magic i haven't seen that since the dead since back in the late 80s early 90s like Mm -hmm. that the level of synchronicity uh, of with world events and and my emotional state and then a band can just narrate right perfectly and those are almost all tom's lyrics you know which is just so amazing you know all all except one of those songs are tom's lyrics so he's just he like his lyrics have matured in, in a way that like not that they were immature before but life-wise yeah right it's it, like you can tell that it's written by a person who's who's lived a life you yeah. know yeah um, wow. anyway I'm, I'm really impressed by it and I, I i listened to it today earlier i woke up like you know there were there's nobody downstairs and i just blasted that album and it was <laughs> beautiful feeling you know oh. so what's the I think I've asked you this on a call, but like, what's the goal for Osiris? Like if you, since you have a magic wand. (laughs) I do. Yeah. Since you have one, what are we doing, man? What, what's, where are we going? Well, I mean, so, so our goal is to create the go-to music media network. Like that, that's my goal, you know? And that, that involves, podcasts, video, live events. When people think I'm a fan of a musician, how do I find out more? I want them to think about Osiris, you know? And that's yeah. not like, you know, Jambase, our media partner is awesome for finding out where to go see people, reading more about them, you know, articles. Like we're not trying to go there. What we're trying to do is like, if I want to learn about Billy's strings, like I should be able to go to Osiris and find a few interviews with Billy Strings, you know, like That's, I want people okay. to think about us for in-depth information and conversations with musicians. And I think we're like, I think we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. But we also, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the business side of it is like, and we've talked about this, like we have to get beyond what you, what all of us are familiar with, which is, which is like the broader jam scene, but you get to people like MC Taylor and, you know, we've, I've talked to Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend and you, you kind of like start to, I view it as like concentric circles and right. we have bluegrass, right? We have the Avid Brothers, who have the String Dusters. Like we need to get to the point where like, you know, you guys are talking to Lizzo about Which she's psychedelics, on my list you know? because Lizzo, that's, that's Sydney, right well, there. Sydney was in Lizzo's um, breakout music video. Yeah, our daughter was in that video. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, she so was that, in I Truth just use that example randomly, but yeah. so do well, make that, it that, happen. Yeah, we, that's, um, we, yes. I want to talk to Snoop Dogg, no, too. Those, yeah, okay. Snoop Dogg has always been on my list. Um, you know, Lizzo. He would be and, great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chong. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Tenacious yeah. D. I'm just you know, I'm going down the list. Now. Oh yeah, we've no, thrown so, out know, actors and stuff too. Jared Leto yeah. is another one. Musician, yeah. actor, everything. There's a, there's a lot out there that we'd love. To you should have yeah. Woody Harrelson on. Oh my He's gosh, like yes, he can tell I you about him. his crazy COVID conspiracies, but also talk about being awesome at you know playing the drums and smoking weed you know like there's he would definitely be a fun one there's a little bit of everything you know the the disco biscuits had snoop dogg at camp bisco several years ago and i think you know all right we'll we'll talk we should think about that yeah yeah um so that that's my goal i want i want people to come to osiris to try to find out more about the musicians they love and i think we can get there you know it's a long building a startup is a hard process and a long journey but that's my goal. RJ, I'm going to dedicate that episode to you when we get Lizzo on. <laughs> Sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, it's on, now it's on my mind. Oh, That's good. It. Now you've done it. <laughs> you know, I, I agree 100% with everything that you said. I When we started this, like, there was no, um, there is no agenda with it. We're just... yeah. We're just meeting the people that are interesting to us and talking to them. That's that. That's it. Like, yeah. What's no yeah. simple road? That's really what it is. Yeah. And, and uh, but in doing it, I realized that this is what I'm supposed to do, and like, and what I want to do. And so, I, there's nowhere else. Like, we don't fit anywhere else. Where Where the hell would we go? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Osiris is is the the place. And it, is it there already, a go? It, no, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just makes sense. And, like... I feel like we're intertwined, kind of like the Caduceus. I'm, pr- I feel I'm like proud that. to be a part of yeah. that. And, and to know that, like, I don't know, that in some way we have a hand in, in helping build something that, that can, like, outlive us, you Want know? Something, like, we were talking about something to me about what you've done with Osiris and what we're doing and, and, and our whole community is the trust and the honesty that goes with it yeah. to be for Osiris to be a yep. trusted name yeah. in the music business and for no simple road point. and stuff. It's like the thing going backstage and there's a reason we're doing this and getting invited to the table because one of the most flattering moments that's happened so far in this is when we went to Skull and Roses oh, and we met Dennis McNally. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's this guy who has is entrenched in this whole community he was there at the beginning Within a few minutes of meeting him and us doing our first interview, we did it. We, we did it when we said we were. We wrapped up. We were respectful of everything. And he immediately looked at us as this, like, carte blanche. You guys do whatever you want. You can go wherever That's you want. Awesome. He said, I yeah, yeah. trust He's- you. You're not going to bother musicians. You're not going to get in the way. And I think that's what we're, I mean, that's obviously what we are all about. He didn't didn't understand what we were doing. And I don't think we did either, but we knew we wanted to create, (laughs) we knew we wanted to create an experience of the event, not just get behind stage to talk to Melvin Seals, you know? And so I, I, he didn't know us like that and he didn't listen, certainly didn't listen to our podcast. So him welcoming us in i think within the first few minutes that we all met we, we all fell in love with each other yeah. like like we love dennis dennis loved us we loved his sweet little wife friends yeah, yeah we just like Tom. oh his wife yeah. was sober yeah. she was so stoked when we when we wanted to interview dennis he's kind of like no you don't want to talk to me and she's like yes thank you please talk to dennis <laughs> sit him down ask him That's questions awesome. the man wants to do it well he he's said just, at the end of skull and roses like it was the last day and uh, we were kind of backstage and he pulled me aside and he goes, I want you to know something. 
in in 30 plus years of doing this thing, you are the first media that's kept their word with me. Wow. What's I was that? like, holy that's shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and you told me that, and I was like, we're media? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're just like, oh, that's right. Highly yeah, trained yeah. professionals. We do this all the time. Thank you. That's incredible, though. Yeah. Wow. It was it was a really cool moment, and that that's I feel that same way about being part of of this thing. I really really do. I'm not just saying that because we're fucking. Done. Yeah, yeah. It's finally, we do get that. to tell each other yeah. that because we don't well, really get to see each other and like have no. this. This is awesome, but yeah, yeah, like you helped to shape our life since we've moved up here, and it in a, in a beautiful way, which none of us would have ever ever thought. And I am grateful True. for you and, and Osiris and Jonathan too, because he's a huge part. Like he's like the link, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. he's doing yeah. his own awesome, really dope stuff. So yeah, yeah, man. Thanks. Thank for, you. Yeah. Like I love that. I love that we met our family on the East coast. Yeah. I, I know. Really and we, dude, we were gonna, it was gonna, gonna happen. Be the year. It was gonna happen. It was gonna <laughs> happen. It was gonna happen. This no, is the wasn't. year for a lot of things, but yeah. Well, it's just the, on the hold. October the October thing last year, which was definitely gonna happen, and then it, it just couldn't because yeah. circles didn't oh. you yeah. know, it oh. just that was really like oh. like How I, did was, that I was I was ready. RJ? Like what did you like were you a Neil Casal fan or did yeah. you yeah. Yeah, I mean I talked, talked to him it. a bunch about about a, a project he wanted to do about like a podcast um idea he had about musicians who were also photographers and he had like he was like you know i could talk to like nikki six from motley crew who was apparently a big photographer and you know he he rattled off like five or six people and, and you know kevin connected us and i talked to him on the phone a few times and it was like july august of last year you know and he was like yeah i should and i was like just do a couple of conversations do one or two pilot interviews let's just see what they sound like and then we can like you know do whatever from there and that was you know he was like, yeah, next time, you know, when I go back out on tour and in, in August and September, like I'll, I'll do that. It'll be great. And, you know, like, you know, I didn't know him, you know, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Like I didn't know him like, yeah. like, like a lot of people knew him, but that was, that was hard. I was in LA with Tom at the time that day that I found out that he died. And man, I was like, it kind of fucked me up for a while. Yeah. You, you and know, I had RJ, talked about it. I was it. in LA yeah. too. And it fucked me up. Aaron texted me. I was in LA with my yeah, daughter. I remember him telling me that. Yeah. And it was just weird. I was like, yeah. what? But nuh-uh. Like what? Like yeah. it just didn't make sense. Yeah, it That's didn't make sense. Fine. None of it made any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Two so day, two days after playing one of the biggest stages in yeah, music. Exactly. Like, wow. Exactly. He hit his home run, dude. Well, and then, you know, to, to find out that like you know he had been like thinking about that for a long time and you know everyone goes through different things in their lives of course but man it's intense it's and gnarly. now circles around the sun is you know like killing it they're killing it i got to talk to adam a couple of weeks ago in dc before this all went down and it was oh. it was interesting to hear him talk about the evolution of that band since that happened you know i know you guys have yeah. talked to him yeah but not since it's, then uh, though since. We have well not... we, we talked to him at the show here we did outside interview. yeah a little we, bit yeah. but yeah well catch up with him again yeah. yeah he's got some good perspective on what happened you know okay. since but anyway yeah but, but end, we will okay. end on a, on a sad note no, no we will true. end up this year I, something is gonna happen i, <laughs> I feel like happen. i feel like <laughs> I just need to sit on the porch. Like it's oh, RJ, it's, so it's, it's an inevitability. The sun it's is shining. Happen. Birds are chirping. No, it, yeah. you know what, man? It, I, I just, 
in my heart of hearts pray. In my heart oh Lord, no. <laughs> There's got to be shows this year. That's all. That's it. That's as far as I'm going to go. It just has to be shows. I hope, hope you're right. He yeah. just wants you to tell, tell you that. No, just tell me there's going to be shows, RJ. Well, that's what I keep saying. It's like there's going to be shows. I will not show. do that. There, there's gonna, at least we're going to be able to, I'm hoping, it's same thing, I'm hoping, we're going to at least be able to go to the smaller venues and start nope, seeing you're live stand music. six feet I, from nobody. RJ, I appreciate, I appreciate you spending time, quiet time that you rarely get yeah. to spend with it's us. It's been awesome. Out. Thank you. So hang on. I'm going to show you the porch. Hang on a second. Okay. All right. No, what? So right now they're all in the other room eating and stuff. You, you tell them like you need to give dad, dad's doing professional business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My wife, I mean, my wife put them to bed um, probably about a half hour ago. So oh, it's okay. I'm gonna walk out to an actually quiet evening. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. It's a little after yeah. eight there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's Darwin. It's Darwin. Hey, Darwin. All right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what are you doing? What's going dude? on here? Yeah. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Oh, nice. It's got to adjust to the glare out there. I see the... There's all kinds of... Nice. That's okay, up, good. That's a worn. That's a well-worn yeah, table. Up, okay, yeah. There's up. there's some greener. Nice. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's we got it. It's funny, too. Right up there, where at the top of the ivy, Melanie started building a bamboo fence oh, yeah. because there's a re- retirement home that's been being built for years behind us. Well, now uh, it's okay. fully open, so... Mel's They're a lot of times neighbors. is out there doing yoga and dancing. So she's uh, got, she's like freaking peeping toms over there, like old men, like coming literally. staring over. They like stare, like, hey, what are you and doing? And I know his name. His name is Gerald, and his wife's name <laughs> is Heidi. And that's he awesome. freaking peeps on me because he's like, I'm the only one that comes out here. Well, you're <laughs> attracting peeps. So that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Wow. <laughs> so we're building a wall. Yeah. I built a wall. And we're making Gerald pay for it. It's the best. <laughs> It's the best solution for a lot of problems. I love you, man. Oh, thanks, oh, RJ. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for too, having RJ. me on. It was a, it was an honor. Yeah, thanks too, guys. man. We'll, yeah. we'll, this is we'll, great being able to see each other's faces. I know, too, yeah. too RJ. Yeah, nice to see so you guys. So good to see your face. All right, All right yeah, man. it's nice to see Go you guys. Go enjoy time with your wife. Peace, All right. or whatever. Talk to you out. soon. All right, bye. Later. Bye, guys.
it is a focus through the spot in the corner that is still intact. The react is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discography. Each episode of Discography features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples and Stereo, the Dedrick siblings from The Free Design, Joel Sel on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discography. Subscribe. <laughs> 